You are now listening to the I Should Have Captained podcast. Game week 22 in the books. And I should have captained Bruno Fernandez. Game week 22 in the books, and we are already getting ready for game week 23 at the same time. Really short game week uh, between Wednesday, game week 22 ending, and Friday, game week 23 starting. All right, let's quickly run through game week 22, and then we'll get into our prep for game week 23. First game of the game week, Brighton won, Crystal Palace won. Uh, Gallagher back in the lineup um, and back on the score sheet again. Priced at 6.1. I, I really like him, of course, but... Unfortunately, Crystal Palace, in the way they are playing, play Liverpool next. So even though I would recommend people go back, jump on Gallagher since he's back in the starting lineup, he's playing Liverpool, which could be tricky. On the Brighton side, Mope again with a late uh, game <laughs> steal for uh, for Brighton against Crystal Palace. If you remember last time out, it was 1-0 all the way till the end and he scored in the final minute for Brighton. And again, here he was stealing the show against Crystal Palace. He assisted, but of course, it was an own goal for Anderson. Last thing to mention here, Butland had a penalty save and Pascal Gross missed that penalty. So unfortunately, Mope isn't on penalties because I think he could really make his case as an essential player if he also had penalties as a striker. Manchester City won, Chelsea nil. I really need to understand what has gone wrong over at Chelsea. Like something, something is wrong and we don't know what it is, but something is horribly, horribly wrong. I I don't know what it is, especially in defense, right? Like you can see even the XG and the stats tell you that Chelsea should be keeping more clean sheets than they are. But somehow in the last four have conceded in every game so far in the last four. And I, and I don't get it. And it's sloppy goals and things like that, right? Considering one, considering one or two as they did against Liverpool. But it's just strange how Chelsea are doing this. Anyways, on the Manchester City side, the goal was from Kevin De Bruyne, now priced at 12.1. It's a huge shout as a differential captain as well for game of 23, but we'll come back to that in a quick second. And of course, the assist by Cancelo. Cancelo really is probably the player of the season for Manchester City at this point. Um, the most consistent, uh, just an amazing player. Eight fantasy assists at this point. You, I don't know. If you don't have Cancelo, just find a way to get him. If you will not get Cancelo, however, Laporte at 5.7 is your man. So if you can't get Cancelo anymore, go grab Laporte. Newcastle won, Watford won. Alessi Maximan, again, back-to-back scoring for Newcastle. Seems to be the only one interested in scoring, it looks like. Uh, so see Maximan priced at 6.7. Keep in mind, you've added Chris Wood now as a focal point while Callum Wilson is injured. So he should be able to free up more space for St. Maximan as Chris Wood is a big body and a big threat in the air. So maybe he's the one who's going to be doing all the dirty work around him. And then St. Maximan can just take his shot and do what he needs to do. All right, so St. Maximan 6.7 with a goal there. Watford side, Joao Pedro with a goal and Kiko Femenia with the assist. Um, Last thing I want to mention here, Dubravka just having a bunch of saves since coming back into the lineup. So that was four saves again in this game. And 
performing quite admirably. Not worth purchasing, but if you're looking for a backup goalkeeper, he might be helpful. A 4.4 Martin Dubravka is someone to consider, especially if you're thinking about wildcarding. By the way, just want to say we are in the end game now of the, of the, uh, of the season. So we now have about 13 game weeks, 13, 14 game weeks to go. You might as well start figuring out how you want to end your season in terms of your chips, your wildcard. There's a number of double game weeks to come. All that is going to be announced shortly. But again, start thinking about what you want to do, especially figuring out teams who are going to go into the last rounds of Champions League. Talking Chelsea, Manchester City and Liverpool. So how do those teams handle multiple games? Might start coming to your planning. Next thing on the game week, Norwich 2, Everton 1. Unfortunately, uh, Rafael Benitez got sacked right after the game, in part because of this result. Norwich were the worst team in the league uh, before this win. Uh, so Ida with a goal, Richarlison with a goal, and an own goal from Michael Keane on the Everton side. Sargent with an assist, Brandon Williams with an assist for Norwich. Last thing that I want to mention here, Richarlison is back, fits unavailable, and we will see who, how the new manager decides to use them um, between Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin. The other thing to mention here, Crow, Tim Crow, who had uh, four saves in the game, has a shoulder injury, so he won't be available for the Watford game in game week 23. So Tim Crow is out and injured. That might bring into your mind what you want to do with Dennis and Josh King. Norwich already a really bad defense, now without their number one goalkeeper. Wolves 3, Southampton 1. Connor Cody with a goal, Jimenez with a goal. Triore finally scoring his first goal of the season in game week 22. James Prowse still scoring free kicks, as he does all season. Uh, he's now at 6.3. Quick thing to mention here, James Prowse has actually matched, um, what's the word? Free kicks scored in the Premier League. He's now tied with, I believe, uh, Thierry Henry and a couple of other players as well, just for uh, most free kicks. The only person who has scored more free kicks in the, panel, uh, in the Premier League than James Prowse at this point is David Beckham at 14. So that is the only person with more free kicks in the Premier League than James Ward-Prowse. An amazing, amazing set-piece taker. In the assist column, Nathan Redmond with an assist and Nuri with two assists, Kilman with an assist. I remember bringing in Nuri earlier in the season, literally game week 17, I believe, only for him to get injured and ruled out for the next three games. Uh, he is now back and available. He's priced at 4.3. Wolves to mention are one of the best defenses, if not the best defense. In the last four games, have had in their last four games, they've had three clean sheets. Keep in mind, in those games, they've played Southampton, Manchester United, Chelsea, and Brighton. So decent teams. And if you go further back, they had a clean sheet at Liverpool and only conceded one against Manchester City. So that tells you how good Wolves defence is. And if you're going to test it, you can go Jose Saw, of course. You can go Connor Cody. You could go Semedo. You could go Killman. But I think Aitnuri has the most value. He's playing at wing back on the left side and he takes set pieces. So Aitnuri at 4.3. Diamond in the rough right there. Go snatch him up if you can. Moving on to the next game. Aston Villa 2, Manchester United 2. Bruno Fernandes stole, uh, in my mind, at least from an FPL perspective, stole the show here with two goals, with a brace. The frustrating thing in this game, of course, with people who had Ronaldo, Rangnick was very confident that Ronaldo would play. And of course, without Ronaldo, Bruno went on to essentially haul all the points. I believe he also took a penalty in that game. And if Ronaldo was there, of course, that would have been shared. 
But here we are today. The other thing to also mention, Coutinho with a goal and, of course, Ramsey with a goal and an assist. Coutinho could easily have had the assist for the other one as well. I'm not sure why FPL chalked it off. But still, one goal for Coutinho, who is now essentially a new signing for Aston Villa. Very, very exciting to look at. 7.0. Aston Villa have wonderful fixtures coming up. They've got Everton, Leeds, Newcastle, Watford and Brighton. So teams all in the lower half of the table. So might as well consider them. Uh, also, someone to mention, Luca Dean looked very, very good. Keep in mind, he did blank in the Manchester United game. Had a yellow card, considered two goals for zero points. But if you keep in mind the fixtures I already talked about for Aston Villa, having Luca Dean in one of those should assist at least one and potentially keep a clean sheet in a couple of games because Aston Villa, quite frankly, a decent outfit. If you don't want to go that way, of course, you've got Jacob Ramsey at 4.6 as maybe a bench player who is coming on. And as you see now, he scored a goal and assist also for two bonus points to give you 12. That very well means he could be valuable at the end of your bench for 4.6, Jacob Ramsey. And of course, to round things out at the Aston Villa side, you've got Ollie Watkins, who's always a threat. So Ollie Watkins could be the other guy. But nothing else to see in terms of Manchester United. Bruno Fernandes just stole the show. Assist from Fred and Tellez just to round things out for completeness. Fred with back-to-back assists. And we'll get into the bright uh, into the Brentford game somewhat later. But again, 4.9 for Fred. Someone you might actually consider if you're going to have people at, as fodder in your team. So Fred, 4.9. Uh, last thing I want to mention on this game before I move on. De Gea, seven saves against Aston Villa. So... De Gea is having to make multiple saves to keep United in games. So he had seven saves against Aston Villa and we'll get into the Brentford game where he had seven saves again. Liverpool three, Brentford nil. Goals from Chamberlain, Fabinho and Minamino. Assists from Firmino and of course the flying fullbacks, Robertson and Alexander-Arnold. Alexander-Arnold is now priced at 8.4. I've never seen in the history of playing the FPL a defender as expensive as Trent Alexander-Arnold. He already has 10 assists, already smashing his previous season's record where he had only eight. And here he's already at 10 and the season isn't even over. He also holds, of course, the most assist record for a defender in the Premier League where he broke the record before where he also held that record in the Premier League. So Trent Alexander-Arnold, just a monster in defense and still only 23. In terms of Robertson as well, 7.0. You might want to consider him back in the lineup after his suspension. Uh, keep in mind, Liverpool's next fixtures, really, really good. They've got Crystal Palace, Leicester, Burnley, and Norwich. Keep in mind, Salah will be back from game week, uh, from uh, 10th of February. So from game week 24, Salah should be back adding more firepower. If you watch the Liverpool-Arsenal game, you will notice, of course, that Jota had a brace. So, Jota firmly comes into consideration for the next game as well. I think Jota is just carrying Liverpool as best as he can onto the big guns of Mane and Salah are back. West Ham 2, Leeds 3. Harrison stole the show in a game week where he didn't have any doubles. Scoring a hat-trick was monstrous. Harrison at 5.5. But despite this, I actually think the guy to look at would still be Rafinha. Um, Rafinha, of course, priced at 6.6. 
But Harrison is also a close consideration if you're not going to go for Rafinha and you want to get in on some of that Leeds action. Leeds play Newcastle next, Aston Villa, and then Everton. So if you want to try Ever- um, Leeds out as an option, certainly Harrison is an option if you're not going to consider Rafinha. I think Harrison is just having a decent spell. Might as well take advantage of his good form. On the Western side, Jared Bowen again uh, among the scoring. And now he hasn't blanked since game week 17. So, Jared Bowen just being the man right now for West Ham. Firmly captain consideration. They play Manchester United away, of course. But as you know, David Moyes is going back to Old Trafford. I think he'd want to prove something. And Jared Bowen would be a starting point in terms of uh, helping out Moyes make a point at Old Trafford. For now, also scored for West Ham. Cresswell and Antonio in the assist column. For Leeds, it was Luke Ayling, Rafinha and for sure, completing out things. Moving on to the game, next game of the game week, the double part of the double game week. You got Brighton 1, Chelsea 1. The goal was from Ziyech with the assist from Kante. On the Brighton side, Webster with an assist from McAllister. So uh, Chelsea can't keep it clean sheets to save their lives and are playing decently well. I actually considered bringing Kepa Ariza Balaga in my free hit, but decided to go for De Gea. So that was a saving grace, I should say, thankfully. Next game of the game week, Brentford 1, United 3. And this is where I talk about De Gea again. I think De Gea having seven saves is unreal, considering he plays for Manchester United. And this was against Brentford. It's against Brentford. He shouldn't have to make that many saves. But again, he is. De Gea priced at 5.2. They play West Ham next at home. But after that, it's Burnley, Southampton and Leeds. Quick thing to mention here, there is an international break after game week 23. So after the next game that starts in game 23, there's going to be an international break. Um, and then we'll be back for uh, the February games. And also keep in mind, there's also FA Cup coming up as well. So there's going to be a bunch of things changing in the next couple of weeks. Leicester, oh, at least final game of the game week. And this, this spicy one, Leicester 2, Spurs Three, what a game. If you watch the game, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Spurs were dominant throughout. Couldn't score. Um, if you looked, by the way, Harry Kane, monstrous. And I'll get back to that somewhat shortly. But still, Leicester found a way to keep themselves ahead. Leading all the way to the 95th minute. Only for Bergwijn to turn the game on its head. Scoring to equalize. And then right after the kickoff, scoring again to seal the game. Wow, wow, wow. Spurs seemingly back in the top four. Anyways, um, goals from Madison and Daka on the Leicester side. Harvey Barnes came on as a sub to assist Madison. Spurs side, Bergwin also a special sub coming on to score two goals. Harry Kane, in my mind, was a monster this game and maybe should have been man of the match. But still, Harry Kane with a goal and an assist. Other assists from Doherty and Harry Winks. Kane should have had maybe a hat-trick in the game. Uh, he hit the bar, he had one blazed over, another one shot at the goalkeeper. So you can see that Harry Kane seems to be back on form. So Harry Kane, 12.3. I think he's the one I want to have instead of Ronaldo going forward. Ronaldo doesn't look on it as much as he should, but I might eat my words when Ronaldo scores at Old Trafford again. So I still certainly want Harry Kane. I think he's just the more in prime player. He's also younger, uh, finishing better, and they're creating a lot of chances for him now. Um, quick thing to mention here, Harry Kane has only blanked once in his last five games. So th- uh, four goals and one assist in his last 
five games. Sorry, Kane, back to his best, it looks like. All right, moving on to the next game week, game week 23. That starts on Friday. First game on the Friday is Watford against Norwich. Already said if you want to test it, certainly Dennis and Josh King are valuable options to consider. But for me, in terms of places I want to go as captains, Kevin De Bruyne comes firmly on my mind. In the last four games, he's the primary creator. He's got 12 shots, 11 chances created. By far and away, the best asset in midfield, it looks like, for Manchester City. Could be wrong if Foden goes ahead and scores a hat-trick instead against Southampton. Bruno against West Ham is the other captaincy choice I'm considering here. Keep in mind that Ronaldo would be an alternative. I think it's just between either one of them. If Ronaldo plays, Ronaldo becomes the captaincy choice. But I think Bruno, with his display in the last two games, firmly out of nowhere. Keep in mind, his previous double-digit hole was only in game week one. So Bruno had been doing nothing all season, quite frankly, only for us in this double game week for him to show up and show out. Um, so I guess Bruno is firmly a consideration, 11.7. Someone else you might want to consider for a double uh, for your captaincy. Uh, Jota against Crystal Palace, firmly on my mind as well. As the third choice I would go. If I'm not going to captain Jota and I'm thinking about trying Liverpool against Crystal Palace, then Trent has not failed so far as an option. Keep in mind, already said, he already has a record for most assists by a defender in the Premier League season, smashing his own previous record by most assists by a defender in the Premier League, uh, which is just astounding to think about. So Trent could firmly be another choice if you're not going to captain Jota. In the alternative column, we've got Kane against Chelsea. Already talked about how Chelsea can't seem to get a clean sheet. I think Kane adds to that misery by scoring at least one. I think they score at least one. Uh, Bowen against Manchester United already talked about I think Bowen is just a man on form right now he's on fire he's just scoring assisting any way he can contribute Jared Bowen being the other one Rafinha against Newcastle in part because they're just a terrible defense and Norwich also a bad defense speaking of defenses let's segue into that worst defenses in the last four games starting at the top Leicester one of the worst statistically should have conceded nine goals conceded only eight so <laughs> one goal difference, but still conceding. Leeds as well, pretty abysmal. They conceded 14 in, the in their last four games and were on par to concede 8.8 .8 goals. So about nine conceded 14. Newcastle conceded nine. Statistically should have conceded nine. So it's right on par with what the stats suggest. Norwich should have conceded eight, conceded 11 goals instead. Watford, 7.84, expected to concede, conceded eight goals. Palace should have conceded about eight goals at 7.7, .7, conceded seven. Everton should have conceded seven goals, conceded nine. And Southampton should have conceded seven goals and in fact conceded seven. So those are your worst defenses. Leicester, Leeds, Newcastle, Norwich, Watford, Palace, Everton, and Southampton. So statistically, those are the worst defenses in the last four games or their last four games, I should say and in fact are looking pretty poor. In terms of best defenses, and there's a team that is so far out of the norm, considering statistically they're doing quite well. So in terms of defenses, statistically, you've got in, um, I guess we'll go from best to worst, Tottenham should have conceded 2.5 goals, in fact conceded three. You've got Chelsea that should have conceded 3.5 goals, conceded five with no clean sheets in that time. So Tottenham, who considered three, have two clean sheets in that span. Then you've got um, Brighton conceding 
3.7 statistically, who also then conceded four goals with one clean sheet in the middle. Arsenal should have conceded four goals, conceded three and have two clean sheets. The next two teams, City should have conceded four, in fact conceded four and had two clean sheets in that span. However, here is where the team that have most outperformed what they should have done, Wolves. Wolverhampton Wanderers should have conceded 4.27 goals in their last four games, conceded only one. Yeah, in that time, having three clean sheets. So Wolves firmly the best team, one of the, like, quite frankly, just outperforming their defensive stats and performing admirably um, against other opposition defensively. So that firmly brings us to thinking about Wolves if you're going to try it. I already talked about Ait Nuri, talked about Jose Saar, quite frankly, performing quite well. Doesn't mean they may not regress back to their mean and start conceding more goals. Um, so anyways, those are teams you want to consider in terms of defensive output. Uh, last thing we're going to mention here is teams that are scoring quite well. You've got West Ham, who've scored seven, Leeds scored six, Liverpool scored five, Brighton five, Manchester United five, and Southampton five. This is from January the 1st. So some teams may be left out just by the postponements. But again, those are some of the best teams that have scored since the beginning of this year. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, in terms of your captain's choice, just to remind you and close things out, Kevin De Bruyne, top of mind for me, against South, uh, Southampton. I've got Bruno against West Ham, Jota against Crystal Palace, and of course, as alternatives from the same teams, I've got Cancelo against Southampton, Ronaldo against Bruno or Trent. And then my alternatives, if you're going to go in other teams, Kane against Chelsea, Bowen against Manchester United, Rafinha against Newcastle. And as a bonus, King against Norwich. You can also test Dennis. Good luck in Game Week 23. And I'll catch you on the other side of this one. May your arrows be green.